One of the things that we realize about these contests is once you get someone started with entries, like a few entries, then they're more likely to want to start doing more stuff. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and you're listening to episode number 41. The bad news, of course, Inbound 2016 is finally over, and I'm back in Sydney. But the good news is we return to our regular format of the show, where I bring you the latest and greatest in digital marketing strategy, tips, and news. Thrown together, of course, with the odd interview episodes with a digital marketing expert. Now, we've been doing these interviews every other week since episode 17, and I've absolutely been loving them. One of the biggest perks of being a podcaster is meeting these incredible experts, and I'll keep doing them until we either run out of guests or they start saying no. Now, let's get on to today's interview. Generating top-of-funnel leads along with an email database are amongst a marketer's biggest challenges. How do you keep topping up that bloody funnel? Well, social media, specifically social media competitions, can be incredibly powerful in achieving these objectives. Enter Kevin Tang, serial entrepreneur and founder of Viper, a platform designed to help you generate leads and an email database from social media competitions. So without further delay, let's jump straight into it and learn a thing or two from Kevin Tang. Today I have the good fortune in interviewing a man who is not only the co-founder of Viper, a growth hacking social and content toolkit, but also once tried to give away a date with a porn star on social media. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Tang. Hey, how's it going? This is Kevin. Thanks for being here, man. I'm sure um, the porn star reference will come up um, at some point later. Otherwise, people yeah. think this is dirtier than it is. But that's not the case. <laughs> Just yeah. so we can kick off, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Kevin. Uh, it's Kevin Tang, and I am the co-founder of a, of a company called Viper. And Viper is essentially a tool that allows you to grow your traffic and increase your email opt-ins using various referral marketing funnels. Um, so by referral marketing funnels, I just mean uh, these, we have different products that are kind of operating on like a funnel type structure. And one of them is called Viral Contests, which allows you to uh, give away a prize to collect email addresses and then have your contestants refer their friends to get more entries into the, into the contest. And then another one is called Content Upgrades which allows you to offer different bonuses to your audience, uh, like a PDF, a white paper, et cetera, and then allows your audience to share that bonus in order to get more bonuses from your site or, or more content from your site, essentially. So it just helps your audience get more uh, content out of you, and then it helps you get more email addresses, essentially. Why do you think social media competitions or contests are so powerful? But importantly, yeah. what is the objective I'm looking to achieve when running one? Well, one of the, the main things that we've seen is, is it's really easy to get your current audience to refer their friends, right? So that's sort of the, one of the keys is um, social media contests, especially if you run it through a viral platform like Viper, which is what we have, you get more entries into the contest if you 
share, you know, a special URL or share it on Facebook, right? And this is powerful because the normal contest is prohibits sharing because no one wants to share the contest and, and have their chances of winning the contest diminish, you know? So, but by changing the dynamic around it where they can get more entries by sharing the contest, they actually um, help you get more email addresses and they also get more chances to win the contest. So it's just a win-win by using it, by doing it this way. Yeah, and that and that's specifically talking there about um, which I had a question for later, but let's mm-hmm. let's unpack that now. You're talking about incentivizing um, not only the the contest page, like we spend so much time, and what's that going to look like, and how many words do we cut off? Do we put a video? Do we not? But this is on the yeah. confirmation page, right, where you can get more entries for essentially sharing contests. So you, you're kind of flipping it a little bit. Talk to me about how you guys do that. How do you optimize the, the confirmation page to get more entries and what's worked quite well that you've seen? The first part of the confirmation page, I'm looking at it right now, and uh, you guys could only really see this unless uh, you can enter one of our contests, and I could probably give you a link to one that you can check out. At first, it says on the top, it says, awesome, you're in. And then it says, you have two entries so far. Here's how to get more. One of the things that we realized about these contests is once you get someone started with entries, like a few entries, then they're more likely to want to start doing more stuff. So what happens is if they confirm their email address after they sign up, we give them another entry into your contest. So the first thing they see is like, oh, you have one entry. And then once they confirm their email address, they get another entry. So now they're, they feel like, oh, wow, I've gotten, um, I'm now more into this contest and there's more incentive for me to start sharing this thing, right? So that's a, that's a really good tip about virality is like once you get your user started doing something, they're much more likely to continue doing more of these actions. Mm. So, and then... After that, on the confirmation page, there's all these different uh, ways you can share it. You can share your special link. You can share the contest on Facebook, share it on Twitter, like on Facebook, follow on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. And all these actions are just there to uh, get you, the, um, the contest owner, more social, social shares as well as uh, more likes and follows on your social media. Mm, and I like that too, just to touch on that before we move on, it's not necessarily, hey, you know, email this to a friend or share this or whatever. There's sort of some low friction options there too, you know, it's like, like mm. you say, you know, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram yeah. or, or whatever. So I like that you, you can kind of, and you can have yeah. four or five or six options on that confirmation thank you page, can't you? Yeah. So the actual little trick that we, <laughs> that, that is on here though is, uh, they're, they don't actually get extra entries if they like you on Facebook. And that's because Facebook uh, bans that kind of behavior. Um, like so if, yeah. we, if, we, uh, if we said specifically you would get an extra entry for liking them on Facebook, then uh, our tool would get banned, right? But, however, what we do is they only, we only explicitly say you get extra entries for the first three, ap- for the first three actions, which is all just sharing that link on your social media, right? So the liking, it, even though we have step four, like us on Facebook, step five, follow us on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, those don't actually get you extra entries. Um, but it's but it sort of like, I guess, 
makes your user want to do those actions anyways. And if that, I, you get my drift. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's not, not being misleading. It's opening it into interpretation. But like you sort of say, if you've already got them started on that journey, they're more yeah, likely to yeah. continue it. Okay, cool. So what actually makes a good viral giveaway? I mean, the first one is sort of if you want a, a little giveaway that's not super, super viral, um, it's, that's not a bad strategy. And, and the reason why is because um, it's simply just another way for your audience to opt in to your, to your um, service or blog or whatever it is. Um, and it gives you a little higher opt-in rate, right? So it just would replace your, your regular lead magnet or your site-wide you know, opt-in box, right? And it just gives a little bit more incentive for them and it adds the viral sharing to your, to your giveaway. And this is one of the ways that, that we say you can do a viral giveaway. And it's not super viral, but however, it just gives you a higher opt-in rate on your site and it takes very little time for you to set that up. So for example, what you can do is a lot of people, like let's say they're a consultant, they can offer like a 30 minute consulting gig for free. And, and the reason why it works for them is, is it's a win-win because they get on that 30 minute consulting gig, they're trying to upsell their, their regular gig. Right, so there's, there's, it's not really a loss for them if their winner gets that prize. <clears throat> and then for like other businesses, it could be like, okay, you can if you win, you get like a free course. For us, we do like a prize where we give them a free account at Viper. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like what uh, what we're doing, and it's just a low friction way to collect new email addresses. So that's what we call like a low friction contest that you can that anyone can start doing and collecting emails right from the get go. Um, and then it's, it gives you usually a little better opt-in rate than like your general pop-in box, right? Awesome. Awesome. So that's one of the ways. Um, another way is to really try to go super viral with your contest. And for this is we kind of want, uh, we kind of advise you to really think about what's a very highly desirable prize. And you also have to fit it into your niche, right? So you don't want to be giving away a MacBook Pro unless you're Apple computers. You know what I mean? Um, because everyone's going to enter that, but very few of those people are going to be very similar to your audience. So if, for example, for us, we're like a content marketing or inbound marketing tool, we would give away another inbound marketing tool or an inbound marketing course or something like that. But we would have to like try to amplify the prize a little bit more. Like, for example, it might be uh, we give away... A, a lifetime access to a bunch of like 20 different inbound marketing tools or something like that, you know? Um, and that might be too extreme if you can't pull that, but it could, it should be something big and sort of enticing, right? Yeah. Mm. And, and the more enticing that you get it, it's, it's going to be the more viral shares that you get. So if you can't pull off, you know, a huge massive prize, then that's okay but you just won't get as many viral shares and you, you'll be, you should be aware of that. And so the key is like, okay, you're not just gonna, gonna make this contest and then you're just gonna blast your list and then you're gonna see that. Yes, you are gonna see some viral, viral entries when you do this, but you also wanna advertise your contest in a lot of different places because you never know whose audience could give you a little bit of a viral lift. Do you, do you think that amplification part, that promotion part is often overlooked? 
when people design competitions? So um, yeah, it it definitely is because everyone thinks that oh, you just make this contest and then it's just gonna go viral. But that's not how it how it is. You have to seed your contest with those initial entries, and a portion of those people are gonna get you uh, a good amount of your viral shares. It, it very it really does follow that eighty twenty principle where there's gonna be a, a, a cohort of your um, of your users that are going to give you the most shares and you never know who that is. It could just be a guy who has a ton of photography, uh, like from in my instance, a ton of photography friends and he just tells everyone about it and he just asks them to sign up, you know? So it just could be, it could be uh, a lot of different ways. Yeah, sure. Um, I think we, you touched on this a little bit before, but I'd love to kind of loop this back in and uh, maybe here we can mm-hmm. kind of explain why you actually gave a date with a porn star away. I've heard, sure. you, I've heard you talk about the levers of compelling and relevant. I thought that was such a powerful way to explain um, yeah. you know, something viral. Can you talk to me and the listeners a little bit about what those levers are and how they impact the virality of a contest and the success rather? Yeah. Sure. So, you know, I'll, I'll actually go into that porn star thing really quick. Um, so I actually uh, still work at a company called Amped Asia. And it, Amped Asia is an Asian American entertainment magazine. And so you can go on it. And it's basically what we do is, oh, and also uh, it's, it is a little bit NSFW, if you know what I mean. So for the, your audience who, who's, you know, under the age of 18, you know, don't go on there. Or at work. Um, <laughs> Or at work, yeah, exactly. Or at work. That site, you know, is an Asian American entertainment magazine. We featured a lot of interviews with models. Uh, we had a lot of porn stars on there. Um, and so, one of the contests we actually did was win a date with a porn star, right? Um, and and we had a lot of good relationships with these porn stars. So because of that, we were able to give this prize out very easily. But the thing about that prize was it ended up not being super viral. And the reasoning behind that is really because uh, when we – people don't want to share that onto their, onto their news feed. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's for obvious reasons, right, Moby? Mm. Like, <laughs> like you wouldn't want to share that onto your, onto your news feed unless you were saying something like, oh, this is really funny. But, but that we realized that it actually dissuaded a lot of people from sharing it. So we didn't get the viral, the virality that we really wanted to on that on that contest. But and it was also an expensive contest to run as well. So overall, I think we probably lost a little money on that. But it was you know a good learning experience. So yeah, so that's one example of a very compelling prize because people were crazy about that prize. Like we had so many comments on our YouTube channel and our Instagram and stuff like that. But it wasn't shareable. It wasn't a viral prize. So it was compelling, but it wasn't viral. So that was sort of the downfall of that contest, right? And then there's stuff that's like very, very viral where it's like, um, I think AppSumo, they, they gave away like a Dropbox for life or something. And that's super viral because everyone has Dropbox, you know, or, or they gave away like a MacBook Pro as well, right? AppSumo did. Like everyone has a Mac or likes Apple. Everyone wants a MacBook Pro. So that's super viral. And, and that's super compelling. However, it's not relevant. So it's not relevant because it because just because you like a MacBook Pro, it doesn't mean you're going to like that service, the AppSumo service, right? Mm-hmm. So for them, um, what, I, what I've heard, and I don't know if this is 100% um, true, is that that contest gave them a shit ton of, um, of emails. 
but it didn't actually give them as much revenue growth as some of their other contests did. So yeah, so that's a so that's a point that you should think about is yeah, it might be a super compelling prize, but if it's not relevant to your to your brand or your audience, then it's you're you're going to get those emails, but you're but those emails are either going to bounce or they're going to you know, be not relevant to what you're selling. So you've spoken in in the past and also in, in this podcast about, you know, reaching out to influencers. But what about mm. reaching out to companies to, you know, almost package away, I guess, giving away their junk, right? But in exchange for their awareness. Have you seen ideas like that work? Yeah. And oh, yeah. So that's, a, that's actually a super powerful strategy is when you partner with other companies and you get a bundle of like, Either you can get a bundle of different products from a, a bunch of different companies, and then you can have all of them blast out your contest. Now that that's actually a really really good way to do it, and that's one that I would recommend. Because whenever we, we see like these ultimate whatever bundles, like those usually get a ton of traction. Mm, so mm. it's a huge way to do it because all the companies they're totally cool with you know sharing it because you know it's more publicity for them. And then you and what you offer them is like you say hey. We already have a list of like 30,000 people. After, after the contest is over and the people who don't get it will blast them a coupon code for your, for, your, for your business or whatever. So if you do some kind of deal like that with them, then that's a huge, there's a huge win for you. Right. So if you, you reckon you know, using the, the levers of compelling and relevant, yeah. packaging it in can be a powerful strategy. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you make your prize even better is like instead of one product, it could be like 10 smaller products in one and then that makes it seem like your your prize is way better. Yeah, sure. So, Okay. Uh, just touching on Viper a little bit because you guys are, sure. are fairly new to the game and I like the very specialized angle you guys are taking. Everything you talk about is about increasing email, email databases and increasing leads and, and it's very, very objective, right? As opposed to a lot of other platforms out there that you know kind of claim to do everything but not one good thing very well. So mm. what do you think Viper does that the alternatives don't really do well in the social media competition space? I think what we do is our focus on emails is, is huge. Uh, there's, other, there's other competitors that we know of, and a lot of them have a, a, less focus, a lesser focus on email capture. We're not necessarily a social media competition. We're more of an email competition, mm. if that makes sense. So we try to get your more emails, and that's our sole focus, our main focus, I would say. And then we also have secondary focuses, but those are not as emphasized. So um, number one is we want to get you more emails. Number two is we make it very easy for you to, to customize something to, to look like your brand, right? So we, everything is very customizable. We use a very nice landing page. Um, colors are customizable and it's very easy to get it set up as well. Yeah, and, yeah. I like, I like yeah. the, just sorry, on the landing page thing, I like that it's sort of mm -hmm. like the Apple approach where you don't give people too much customization because that just boggles the hell yeah. out of people. And you yeah, use exactly. those principles of, you know, they, they look just amazing. And I'm just curious about the, the, the testing you guys have put into that. But it just even from the font to the layout to the way on mobile devices, um, you, yeah, you get fields and not a button. It's it's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, definitely. Like all that is all is all been very tested. Like for example, the one thing you mentioned about having the field instead of the button is actually like a, something that we realized that people on mobile they don't want to click that button. Um, they want to just be able to sign up directly 
uh, on the field because it's just it's just another step for them. But on desktop, it's a little different because people on desktop they're they're totally cool with like clicking a little button. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot easier for them to do that. Yeah, and I do I do like how you have that specific focus because it allows you to do things that you know possibly other platforms may not do so well. And one of the things yeah. I really geeked out a fair bit when I heard um, you guys actually allow. Uh, you know, a brand to apply a Facebook pixel to Viper, right? So mm-hmm. can you explain what that actually means? You know, the fact that I can put a Facebook pixel on a Viper competition page and why yeah. is it so powerful? Yeah, so if you're going to try to get a lot of viral entries into your contest, you know, Facebook, you have to have that Facebook pixel in there. Um, and that's just because the Facebook pixel allows you to run Facebook ads much more effectively. Essentially what it does is it helps you to create custom audiences on your Facebook ads account, right? So me and my co-founder were both well-versed in sort of Facebook customer acquisition. So this was a feature that we really wanted. And my co-founder in particular has, you know, spent, you know, around $50 million on Facebook himself. So he's, he's one of the best. So this was just a, this is just something that we definitely wanted and we definitely knew that, our 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 audience, the, our customers, were going to want to have the Facebook pixel on there. So mm, it ties in yeah. nice to the funnel language you guys use a lot. You know, so mm-hmm. a simple, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, a simple funnel. What, what could that look like? You know, you get, you might have a, an ad that goes to the competition page, for example. Yeah, it goes to the Viper yeah. competition page because you've got the pixel there. Now you could possibly retarget them with another offer or retarget them mm-hmm. with a percentage off and then you, you're continuously looping them into your ecosystem is is that an example do you have any other cool examples you've seen using the facebook pixel as far as with our competitions yes you mean? exactly yeah yeah like uh well that that was the what you just said was kind of like the basics of what you would do probably but there are a, a good amount of ways to use the facebook pixel with our um content upgrades tool so because it's embedded into your um, blog posts, um, the content upgrades opt-in. So it's not just an automatic pop-up, right? It's, it's, it's inside your blog posts. You can actually run ads just straight to blog posts, and those will convert for you because you have that bonus in there. Whereas before, you would usually uh, run ads to like a landing page, right? And this landing page would be like, oh, get this free ebook or get like join our webinar or whatever. But the thing about sending um, people to blog posts is that the clicks are actually way higher. Uh, there's a lot better CTR on those posts because it looks organic. It, and it's also, um, uh, depending on how you also position the ad as well too. Um, but it just, once Facebook sees like, oh, this is this thing is clicking really well, then they're going to get you more exposure at lower uh, CPCs, right? So that's sort of why you want to start sending traffic to uh to a blog post versus like a landing page can you without getting too technical for the listeners who who maybe aren't familiar with facebook pixels but can you Mm -hmm. send a different type of ad so say i'm running a viper competition yeah can i have a different ad for people who just arrived on that you know viper uh, competition page that i've set up Mm -hmm. in viper and a different one for the people who went on the thank you page is that possible Yes, that is. So all you have to do is go into your um, Facebook ads manager and then you go into audiences and then you can create an audience from that. 
Amazing. Cool. How do you juggle? Because you're you're a proud growth hacker, right? So which means you run lean, right? So how yeah. do you juggle your time and energy amongst all the tactics you could be doing? And you're probably familiar with more tactics than the average punter because you're in that space. So then how do you juggle your time and energy with everything you could be doing, but you can't humanly possibly do at the same time? And I'm talking about things yeah. like if you had infinite time, obviously you could be blogging more and you know webinaring and doing Facebook live and blah 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 do you just pick a few things and hustle until you've exhausted that channel or medium yeah or are you fairly consistent with what you do what's what's your approach yeah so there's there's a lot of ways that I approach this and it is it that it is a very challenging thing right um, as you know but at, depending on where I am at what stage of the company that I'm I'm where I'm with then I'm I'm looking at different different tactics, right? So at the beginning stages, like let's say for Viper, right? This is my last. This is my current company. Um, at the beginning, I'm literally just doing everything and doing it as much as we can, spreading ourselves thin in a way, but just seeing what kind of gets us the most traction out of out of those out of all the channels that we're trying to get into, right? Mm. And then you realize that okay, so these these there's going to be a couple of them that do get you the most traction. And so you double down on those, right? And then you, the ones that are getting you little traction or no traction, then you either quit them or you do put them on the back burner. Um, and the thing is though, like those, those, all those channels, there's generally a way for you to get traction in those channels, but you just aren't doing it the right way or you're not putting forth enough effort. But because we under, we understand that, so we we don't just del- like forget about all those other channels immediately. We just put those on the back burner um, until we have more time to really dive into those. And the reason why we even need to dive into other channels, because okay, why don't we just double down and keep on doubling down, right? On on the ones that are working, is because every channel has its maximum capacity, and that's something that you have to realize as a marketer is that you're not going to be able to just like. Uh, let's say we're talking about like Facebook ads, right? There's you're you're gonna hit a capacity at some point. Like you're not just gonna be able to scale that account from zero to you know a million dollars without hitting a, a shit ton of bumps in the road, right? So that's sort of the thing that a lot of people don't understand is like, oh, I'm just gonna do Facebook ads and I'm just gonna scale that to you know whatever a uh, million dollars a month spend. Yeah, you can do that, but it actually gets really really hard to do that once you've hit. Um, your certain um, sort of spend levels, right? Mm. So I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, Facebook ads or, or anything like that? Yeah, big fan, man. I yeah. probably, you know, some clients it's probably, you know, eighty percent of the spend. So absolutely, yeah. I think you're right. You, particularly yeah. the more targeted you get, the more funnels you build. You know, so mm-hmm. we're working currently with um, some yeah. clients where we run a video ad because we're finding they're working quite well. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna, you're gonna yeah. exhaust that. There's only so much of that you can do. So yeah, so it's like one of those things where, like, once you've you've hit a certain level of of a certain channel, like, let's say you double down on that channel, then you double down again on that channel. Well, now it's now every little little extra bit of it that you want to add of that channel, it gets marginally harder, or it gets extremely hard to like grow marginally, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. That's you right. Know? That's right. So that's when you now need to start looking into your other channels. So when you're, so it just, it honestly, it depends so much on the stage of the company you're at. Like for us at a, at a small stage, like everything is kind of okay. You know, everything like does a little bit, 
and, and helps us a little bit. So we're just doing a lot of that. And then we're focusing our efforts on the stuff that's getting us a little bit more. But then we know that, okay, once those channels start getting saturated, then it's, we could be looking into other, other channels and to get us that growth, uh, faster growth uh, with, with easier effort. Sure. Possibly my final question for you. So with okay. Viper, you had to start from somewhere, right? You had to get the reach yeah. and, you know, obviously you've done the hustle on product hunt and, and trying to do everything at the same time. And, and obviously Viper, you, you've got, it's a fantastic tool. It's going to go places, but you've already achieved so much. You've already gotten so much reach out of it. So what, what do you think has helped you get to this point? You know, is it like, and I'd love to hear from you from a mindset point of view as well. Like uh, um, you've spoken about the tactics, but from a mindset point of view, yeah. what has helped you be so successful to this point? And, you know, are you, are you going to employ that same kind of mindset with every other business that you start up in the future? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess for me, I'm a, I guess a three X, a three time entrepreneur now. So this is sort of my third third business, I mean, serious business. Um, and I've done other side projects in the, uh, in the past as well. So because of that, I have a good amount of, um, domain knowledge, I guess, but I'm still learning of course. So I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm the best or anything. Uh, but, but I do have a, a view of things a little bit more than like, let's say a newbie. Um, and then when you're, when you're a newbie, it's very hard and you should expect to fail because 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 you don't know what you don't know, uh, and I, I'm sure you've heard that term before. Uh, it's just you just you just don't even know how to learn stuff. You know what I mean? Hmm. So you could be you could be reading stuff all day, but if you don't really realize like, oh, this is actually going to get me the most results, um, then you really like all that reading is is kind of like it's still useful, but it's not making a huge impact on you. So experience is really the only teacher is the really the best teacher I would say. Yeah, you learn different tactics and you and you listen to podcasts and stuff like that. But unless you until you go out and you try them yourself, then you can't really know for sure that certain stuff is going to work. Because like I remember a few years ago, right? I was like, I was like, oh, Udemy seems like it's going to be super easy to get money off of. <laughs> so I launched a Udemy course, and then that thing got like like three hundred bucks. I was like, holy shit! I thought it was going to be way easier than this, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, like it's just you just have to learn through experience. Right. If that makes sense. Just give it a go. Give it a go. Shot, yeah. Just try and yeah, I guess there's no yeah, shortcuts. Learn, right? Try to learn best practices at first and then, but even then all that's going to go out the window because you're going to find out stuff that, that doesn't really work from those best practices and you're going to discover stuff that works um, on your own that people haven't even discovered, you know, cool. or haven't talked about. Because the thing I realized is like the best growth hacks is stuff that no one really talks about. Because if they did, then it would just get saturated. Is there anything else you can discuss with Viper or any of the other projects that are on the horizon? Well, I, like I already said, um, we just launched our newest product called Content Upgrades. It's a way to get more um, email opt-ins through your blog posts. And so I just want people to kind of check that out. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, we have other stuff on the horizon, but uh, these are the, this is sort of the main thing we're focusing on. So. Fantastic. And where can people yeah. reach you if they want to talk to you or connect with you? Yeah, or sure. Follow you? Um, they can email me at kevin at viper.io and viper is spelled V-Y-P-E-R dot I-O. So it's, a little, it's spelled a little differently. So just uh, keep that in mind. V-Y-P-E-R. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Mr. Kevin Tang, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. No worries. And thank you for interviewing me. It was really fun. 
Thanks again, Kevin, for coming on. Seriously, very practical tips anyone listening can jump right onto. Honestly, you don't have an excuse. There's not that many quick and easy quote-unquote hacks out there, but social media competitions that are relevant, compelling, and to a lesser extent viral are not that hard to execute when you've heard how. The biggest issue you're going to have is how to nurture and qualify those email addresses into warm leads. But that, my friends, is a topic for another episode. If there's a topic you'd love for me to cover, don't be shy. Hit me up at Moby Sadiq on Twitter or Moby at redpandas.com.au. If you're a fan of LinkedIn and if you're listening to this, you probably should be. You can find me quite easily on LinkedIn as well. You won't find any other Moby Sadiqs out there. That's it from me. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic week ahead. And I'll catch you next week for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.